The following is a Mission Studios podcast. Warning. The following violates social protocol, political correctness, and common decency. We will not be held responsible for any resulting offense, outrage, or indigestion. Out from the Mission Studios in Studio One. (laughs) (laughs) If they were a piece of shit 20 years ago, but they're great people now, I don't give a fuck. Bring in the fun, the fear, and the exhilaration of the everyday mundane bullshit to your ear holes. Patron for Christ's Patron. Why is this so fucking hard for you? Pay up, sucker. Everyone mount up, get into, and ready for the missionary position. It's Sunday. It's November 25th. And I spent the last year enhancing my penis size using CGI. I'm Jason. And I'm AC. And on this week's episode, we say hi to Donnie Trump. We dabble in racism. We talk about our friends even though they're not here. And we celebrate one year of doing it in the missionary position. Ouch. So move <laughs> up. Turn off the lights. Lay down. And get ready for an experience like an orgy with your sister. That's the best. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> she is hot. This is episode 18. We have successfully avoided talking politics on this show for the year now that we've been doing it. Yeah, happy anniversary, bitch. Yeah, happy anniversary to you too. <laughs> um, But something came up. It's not really, I guess, entirely related to politics, but it does involve our friend Donnie. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, the, one, the, the guy I took a hit out on? <laughs> yeah, back in episode one. But uh, I, I thought it'd be fun because, like, it's this is now, like, the one-year anniversary show. The one-year anniversary of the episode that very few of our listeners right now have ever heard. Yep. And, uh, I don't know, may never, ever hear. <laughs> thought it'd be fun to sort of revisit some of the some of the stuff we talked about in episode one. But yeah. I'd, we'll take a little bit of a different take on it. So, back in episode one, I don't know if you remember, we had gotten ourselves all riled up over a story that we were way too lazy to vet going in. And yep. we, we talked about what we'd understood to be a, a, a coin that was being minted in the U.S. featuring uh, Melania Trump. Yep. And we thought that Trump had overstepped his authority at the time by issuing this fucking coin with a picture of his hot-ass wife on it. Yeah, and you wanted to eat the coin pretty much, yeah. And yeah, it, it turned out that uh, the coin was a novelty and not, in fact, an official <laughs> release from, <laughs> from the U.S. government. Yeah. But I, I did want to talk a little bit about old Don today. Well, and we also have to make the, the point that, you know, not in there right now, and it will be soon, but... Most of our listeners have ever heard number one, and if they do not become patrons of our of our patron for Christ's sake, patron, why is it so fucking hard for you? Because it's E O N. The website is called Patreon. The people right. who donate through it are called patrons. Right. Jesus. Anyways, unless they are one, they'll never hear number one. Yeah, pay up, sucker. <laughs> I'll pay to the fool. So anyways, back to our friend Don. Yeah. Donnie. A lot of fucking people. Like, It's one of the things that's made me just not want to talk politics is that you can't go on fucking social media these days with some fucking asshole going off about 
whoever the fuck it is they think should or shouldn't be in power. And the truth is, it's boring and I'm fucking tired of it. Right. Part of that dialogue that I'm tired of is hearing about how um, Donald Trump is like, he's a total idiot. He's like the, the worst politician who's ever existed and will ever exist. And um, as much as this is going to get me some fucking heat, I'll throw myself on this grenade. <laughs> he's not as stupid as you think he is. And he's not as bad of a politician as you're giving him credit for. Right. You want to pick up this fucking ball and run because I'm starting to get scared. <laughs> well, seeing as I took a hit on him, <laughs> I don't have too much to worry about. <laughs> Plus, he wants to build a wall, so he'll never come over here anyways. Um, I think there's too many people mismashing too many facts that really shouldn't be there, and it's making him look 400 times worse than he really is. Now, would these be alternative facts? Well, Alternative facts as well as... Fake news? Verifiable facts. Both of them. The shit that sh- shouldn't be there because, like I had previously mentioned in one of our conversations before, too many people are putting too many shit that puts him in a position that that's of a bad light to cause controversy. So, though the man is the president the president isn't necessarily the man. So not everything has to mesh and become a whole. I mean, I, I don't like to minimize the, the office of the presidency by saying it's a, it's a character that gets played on TV. Mm-hmm. But in a lot of ways, it may as well be. Because mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure Don, when he's sitting at home watching YouTube, is not the same guy that you see uh, in front of a camera giving a fucking presidential address. It's not the same guy who's... I don't know, doing whatever the fuck it is that a president's supposed to do in the public eye. Like, that, I I, I agree with you. I don't think that's the guy. Right. Like, I, I don't want anybody to get confused into thinking that I think he's, like, a good person necessarily or a good president necessarily. I'm not commenting on that. All I'm really wanting to bring up is that however good or bad you think he is, he's not. Right. And the same goes for anybody in the public eye, anybody who holds any office. They're never as good or as bad as you think they are. So stop fucking flopping your stupid gums as though you're an authority on the subject because you're absolutely fucking not. Right, making making him the fall guy for everything. Because the truth is the power, the, the office of the president doesn't hold as much power as most people think. He's he he's not the end-all be-all. There doesn't are, even hold as much fucking power as he thinks. No. There, <laughs> there is a council that he has to answer to before a lot of shit can be done. He doesn't have the end saying in absolutely fucking everything, so he's not responsible for everything that goes on. So we don't need to take all of those tweets seriously? Well, of course you do. It's no, on I Twitter. I take my own fucking tweet. <laughs> if it's on Twitter, it has to be truth. Okay. Well, yeah, you're right. Okay. <laughs> so yeah i don't know this is something that like before starting to do this podcast i never ever could have imagined the scenario in which i would be sitting here defending president donald trump mm-hmm. but in a way i feel like i kind of am right and you know for those people who are listening and thinking like what the fuck has gotten into you this week you know i i, I think about back when uh when w was president and it was a lot of the same sort of chatter. Well, you know, he's going to go down in history as being the worst president ever. And, you know, he's like, nobody could imagine anything worse than George W. Mm-hmm. Now, it's mongrel. like, fuck, I'd give my left testicle to have W back in office right now. Mm-hmm. 
because that's just sort of how life goes. I mean, the worst thing you can possibly conceive of is the, the worst thing you've seen so far. Right. And good or bad, I think there's a lot of surprises yet, yet to come. Mm-hmm. And not just in politics, in showbiz, in our personal lives, in our finances, in the environment. Like, fucking you name it. Even as far as, like, dog food technology. We don't know what's coming. Right. And too many people, in, in my opinion, too many people listen to too many people. My friend said this about him, so that's got to be true. Well, fuck your And friend. I don't know how many videos I've watched on these fucking... I don't even know the fucking proper terminology because they're all fucking stupid. <laughs> <laughs> but they're, oh yeah, I'm down here and, and I'm against this person talking because I don't agree with them and I'm not going to throw any names out there because I like 8 million of them. But we're here to, to fight against him having the right to speak and, and spout his hate fucking speech because my friend said blah, 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 so I'm down here supporting him. What about the fact that, yeah, he's your friend, but he's a fucking idiot. He doesn't know what he's talking about. He's talking out the left side of his face. A lot of fucking idiots out there, I have to say. Right. Nobody researches this shit for themselves anymore. Nobody even knows what the fuck research is. A friend of a friend of a friend of a friend said, therefore, that's got to be the truth. Well, and how many times do you have to hear something before it gets accepted as truth? Right. No, I apologize. I'm going to break your little fucking bubble. If you do say amen and forward it, you're not going to win 18 million fucking dollars. It's not the fucking truth. So, if I'm understanding you correctly, Jesus does not follow my Instagram? Oh, actually, you're probably a special case. You probably don't follow yours. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck and, you, Jesus. And Jesus lives in Guatemala. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. You, you think Jesus was like a a burrito guy or a taco guy? Just a, just a side note to the Trump conversation. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't think he was either. I think he was a car guy. Build a wall. <laughs> <laughs> I think he was a car guy. A car guy? Yeah, he had the O-ring sit right in his hand. <laughs> Anyways, I think we've made our point. I'm going to pull the plug on this fucking segment right now because it just, you know. It, it, every it, time it, you bring Jesus into it, you fuck it up. You no, know, it, it's the same fucking progression every time we start talking about Trump. We start talking about Trump, then we start talking about Jesus, and the next thing we're making anti-Semitic jokes. So before we get, no, no, no. What? I'm just thinking of a new name that I thought for Donald Trump. He's, oh, you is, didn't have a new Jew joke? No. Oh, well, go ahead. No. He is what the singers were talking about back in the 60s. He is the Tangerine Man. <laughs> hey, Mr. Tangerine Man, build a wall for me. I'm not All right, brother, so what do you think? We're coming up on a year. I can't believe the year has gone by this quickly. It feels like it was just, you know, like last month you and I were talking about, like, fuck, we should do a podcast, it'll be really fun, and blah, 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 and hammering out ideas like what it should look like and wondering what the content was going to be. And, and if the content was going to be. <laughs> yeah. How are we going to think of things to talk about? Like, are we going to be able to do this consistently? Or are we and gonna... then we realize, oh, wait a second, we're motor mouths. <laughs> That's not a problem. <laughs> well, I guess it's really the the benefit of being two people that love the sound of our own voices. And the sound of each other's. Gay. Well, maybe a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> So what do you say we put together a bunch of clips from the past and put it up as a segment? Yeah, fuck it, yeah. Awesome. 
Once in a while, somebody sends me something, and it's not that it hits me right in the feels, because I'm as dead inside as a person could fucking possibly be, so fuck you. I wipe my ass on politically correct. Correct. And get ready for it, but 100,000 volts right up your ass. You go online, you see something related to it. Like chickswithdicks.com? What is a person? <laughs> oh, that that's a serious question. How am I getting dead? And... <laughs> And when am I getting dead? You're not putting that online, are you? <laughs> yeah, it wasn't that I was geeking out hard. I actually had a point. <laughs> Again, you surprised me by making a point on this show. Uh-huh. Like, I didn't think that we were about making points. I thought we were just about like... Gagging and... Gagging, F-bombs, you know. <laughs> <laughs> you say Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, Happy Holidays, go fuck yourself. It's all the same to me. Right. Because you are unique, you are amazing, and you are the one that counts. Well, no, anybody who doesn't is, is out of their mind, so... Yes, because pineapples do belong on pizza. Absolutely. There, I'm out. We don't even get famous off of our show. <laughs> <laughs> so, I learned I'm a fool. Like, what a fucking load of shit. Oh, shit, you're not recording. Damn it. <laughs> I am recording. Oh, fantastic. Oh, I can't wait to hear this one. But without getting into, like, the, the, the ins and outs of anal sex... <laughs> How racist are you? I can run pretty fast. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think well, I'm a racist at all. No, if I've, if I've learned anything from social media in the last little while, it's that you can't be racist unless you're white. Oh, yeah. So I guess you're at worst, what, like half racist? No, you can't be a racist if you're not white. Yeah. So only white people can be racist? Yes. So I'm, I'm like half white. Where does that leave me? Confused. <laughs> Confused about so many things. No, I was, am I, was, am I was, a racist or, or, or am I justified? Um, um, let me decide here. <laughs> so confusing. <laughs> no, I was reading on Facebook today. Somebody had, had posted something. and I don't know if they were just trying to like stir the pot. And if they were, then fucking well played. That deserves a golf clap. They posted something along the lines of... Uh, if it's okay to call a white person whitey, does that mean it's okay to call a black person blacky? <laughs> like and black my, my response was, of course. <laughs> <laughs> so are jazz hands a black thing? Sorry. Well, these are the jazz hands because that's the white side of the hand. That was a knock against white people because white music sucks. Mm-hmm. That's not racist, is it? Yeah, because that's how God's prepared to <laughs> Oh, God. <laughs> You're going to hell. <laughs> oh, my God. We have to race out tonight. There's not a fucking chance. <laughs> That's going in. No. Yes. (laughs) Okay. I would never assassinate your character like that. It's only half my character, though. (coughs) No, I mean by leaving it in.
I don't know how to edit oh it out. Oh my god, I do. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> I'm editing this one, motherfucker. <sighs> no, but it'd be sort of like. Okay, go ahead. I think we've covered something similar to this before. It's like, you know, if if you're not being shitty about it, I don't really give a fuck what anybody's got to say about my color or lack thereof. Right. Because in some circles, I'm not white enough. In other circles, maybe I'm too white. Mm -hmm. I don't really give a fuck because, like, I I think. Well, you've even been mistaken for Latino. Yeah. Yeah. And Native American and fucking any number of fucking things. Yeah, as far as I know, you've never owned a wagon. <laughs> <laughs> or burned one. Yeah, there you go. But um, honestly, I think anybody who's going to define uh, another person by the color of their skin is a piece of shit. Right. I think anybody who's going to define themselves by the color of their own skin is a piece of shit. Anybody who degrades somebody because of the color of their skin is a piece of shit. Well, They're a racist, I, I, period. I, yeah, I don't care if yeah, you're white. I don't care if you're Mexican. I don't care if you're African-American. It doesn't matter. If you put down another person because of their color or geographical regioning, you're a fucking racist. Sure. Simple. And I think a lot of people might say, well, you know, I'm not putting anybody down. All I'm saying is that I'm proud of the color of my own skin separate but equal or some of that fucking bullshit. I just I don't think there's any fucking separation to be had there. I don't give a shit no. what fucking color you are on top or on the bottom of your hands. It's fucking irrelevant how God spray painted you or didn't. Uh-huh. Like we're all fucking people. We all bleed red. We all shit fucking brown most of the time. Sometimes we shit red. Sometimes we shit green. <laughs> too much of those fucking fucked up cheap fruit. Oh, fucking last weekend. Jesus Christ. Anyways, <laughs> that's a different story altogether. But I mean, the, the, the reality is, like, I, I think that Facebook post started with a false premise. And that premise was that it's okay to call white people whitey. I think calling white people whitey is racist as fuck. I think mm-hmm. calling black people blacky is racist as fuck. Yep. I do think that you can call a white person whitey and have it be funny if you're not a bigoted asshole. You could call a black person blacky if you know them and, you know, it's all in good humor. Who gives a shit? As long as they got the sense of humor and, and they have the personality to go with that kind of joking around. Yeah, Yeah, but I mean, that's all stuff that you sort of negotiate with each other up front. Or, or, and through or, it throughout your friendship. Yeah, yeah. The, the, the evolution of the friendship. You're not necessarily a piece of shit for making certain jokes. Right. Just, you know, make sure you're joking for Christ's sake. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and and yes, I know it's something that we whip to shit like Jesus on the cross, but you look kind of sexy up there. I thought when the blood kind of got me going. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, um, you think he shit himself? When? <laughs> no, I think they beat the shit out of him. <laughs> he couldn't have when he was up on the cross. <laughs> well, he was wearing that diaper though. Yeah. Well, why would they put a diaper on somebody who's not going to shit themselves? Just in case. <laughs> 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 It's funny because he's Jewish. <laughs> I don't know how the fuck that's at all related. Me either. I don't even remember what the fuck you were saying. Um, yeah. <laughs> fuck. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't matter what breed of person you are. You're still bleeding, like you said. You're bleeding red. You're making sure that other people are taken care of. That's, that's the goal to life. The second... There was a thing I watched on uh, YouTube with Mm -hmm. Tucker Carlson. Yeah. And there was this web page up 
and it was saying all the problems with white people. And slandering the white man for doing this and the white man for being this and what the white the fuck man is for a being white that. person problem? I don't, I don't get it. No, because we're privileged. Because we have privilege. Because we can't see what we've done in the past. Well, I'm only 50 years old. Well, actually, I'm not even 50 years old. I've never owned a slave. I've never even thought of it. I've never wanted to. I've never um, been in a position to. It's not something that's ever been entertained in my life. But I'm white privileged because 150 years ago they did. Well, so or like basically that's assuming that we're on somehow guilty for the sins of our forefathers. We, exactly, we are. That's what they're saying. I'm so conflicted then because my forefathers were buying and selling my other forefathers. <laughs> <laughs> well, if that ain't fucking ego. <laughs> <laughs> But I, I don't, you don't know the individual you're talking to. Therefore, you don't know their background. You don't know the privilege they have. Just because people think I was born to an all-white family, you don't know my background. I stupidly thought that privilege had more to do with, you know, the kind of money you're born into. Well, that does as well, but there's the the, the, the upper 1%. They're changing every year anyways. There, there are some people that are in and out of that 1% two or three times in a lifetime. No, I'm not talking about like extreme wealth, but I mean like upper middle class people certainly have more privilege or opportunity than say somebody who's like single mother or single father or family right. and that's who's based, living on food stamps. And or, that's based on the Benjamins in your bank, not the color of your skin. Well, it's the thing. Poverty doesn't make any fucking distinctions based on color. No, it doesn't. If you're poor, you're poor. I was a street kid for many, many years, as you very well know and has been proven to you. There are people that say, oh, yeah, look at you. You can't do that because you're white and you have white privilege and you don't even realize how lucky you are. Really? Well, I have quite a shit ton of native fucking heritage in my background. See, my, my dad was German, and when he came to this country, um, so was he, your grandpa. Yeah, well, well, when my when my dad came to this country, he had a lot of a lot of troubles. Like, he came in when he was sort of a, like of high school age, right. German accent. I mean, obviously, like he came from an, a, a pure Aryan family, but all anybody here saw was a fucking Nazi. You know, the yep. whole world was working against him. Mm-hmm. At least from his perspective, there was no privilege involved. He was just, you know, another fucking shitty immigrant from, like, a very, very well-hated-at-the-time place. Right. So they, so they thought. And, um, you know, I, that side of the family, they, they didn't see any privilege. They fucking had to work their asses off. They had to work a lot harder than a lot of people that are from here. Mm-hmm. And I don't see, like... Th- I don't see at what point the white benefited them. They were lumped in with all the other garbage immigrants, the brown people, the yellow people, the whatever other idiotic colors assholes want to invent for the sake of their own narrative. Mm-hmm. Or, or for another reason to invent hate. You know, conversely, my my mom's family, when they came here from, from Africa, I mean, they were, they were affluent people over there. They came here, they brought their wealth with them. Mm-hmm. There was a lot of privileges afforded to them, a lot of opportunities based on the kind of circles they ran in. Mm-hmm. Again, that had jack fuck to do with color. Everything mm-hmm. to do, like you said, about the Benjamins. Yep. So this whole concept of white privilege, it, it just it bugs the shit out of me. And I don't think that 
my family on either side was really the exceptions to the rule. I think they're like a clear representation of the way things are in the real world for most people. Mm -hmm. Well, I think something that really pisses me off is they say you can't be racist unless you're white. Bullshit. Well, the, the picture that is usually painted is, well, because you're white, you're looking at it through rose-colored glasses because you've had this handed to you and you live in a white privileged world, blah, blah, blah. I think the truth of the matter is it's, it's a detriment in the last 20 years to be white. See, I hear that shit all the time, but it's, I, it's I don't the, have these rose-tinted glasses. I'm not fucking white. Neither are it's you. It's these other viewpoints, and they are, you know, you can't be a racist unless you're white. Well, the people who are saying that are wearing white-colored glasses, because all they see is, oh, problem with whitey, problem with whitey, problem with whitey. And it's never anybody else's fault. Heaven forbid you happen to be, like, heterosexual and male on top of it. Right. When <laughs> the fuck do you take self-responsibility? When do you say, you know what, I'm going to quit throwing up something from the past that didn't even fucking affect me and make it a detriment to me and blame the white guy? Well, it's like the heroes and the villains of this story, they're fucking not even people that were directly involved. We're all burrowing from the past because we got no real issues in the present. Okay, and, and I mean this very sincerely from the bottom of my heart. If you piss me off, I will run you over or I will attempt to kick the shit out of you. Me? Anybody. If you make me happy, I will walk down the street joking around with you. You notice the one thing I didn't do there? I didn't put a color behind it. <laughs> it's because some people are fucking shitty and some people are decent. Well, I gotta say, like, I've never, like, gone out anywhere and, like, met somebody. It's like, wow, that... That guy was really cool. Too bad he was, like, Mexican. Because <laughs> I don't fucking care if you're not a dick. I don't see anything else. Like, we have fun. Oh, man, you know, that guy would have been really cool if he brought a burrito. What's the thing? Like, it's it's not like I'm physically blind to the colors. Of course, right. I can see that different people look differently. Like, mm -hmm. what I'm blind to is the idea that it fucking should matter on any level. Because to me, it doesn't. If you're a fucking cool person, I want to hang out with you. If you're a total douche canoe, I want to make fun of you on this podcast right yep. now. Absolutely. You, you know, like we just did about Donald Trump. <laughs> poor the tangerine man. <laughs> so yeah, I don't know what the fuck else to say. Like you can be racist and you can be racist with any kind of skin color that you currently own. The second you hate somebody else for being a different color or because they are a color, that's racism, period. It doesn't matter what your ethnic background is. You can be a racist. So shut the fuck up and just start treating people equally. Wants to make a per episode donation? Visit www.patreon.com slash missionarypod. Okay, so this, this is like an anniversary show, right? Mm -hmm. One year of doing the Missionary Position podcast. Yep. You know, it actually, it wasn't that long ago where you and I had an anniversary of sorts for ourselves. I think it was uh, 16 years, not too long ago, uh, when, the 16-year anniversary of when you and I met. Mm -hmm. Yep. You know, just kind of gets me to thinking you know thinking about the 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 anniversary and like how long we've known each other and like we've we've talked a bit on the show <laughs> a bit 
about you know like how we define our friendship how we maintain it how we repair it when things are fucked up you know what it means to us what we take out of it what we feel we, we should put into it yeah, yeah. um kind of got me to thinking about like in in 2018 like how do we not just define friendships i guess but how do we differentiate between like a friend and an acquaintance yeah maybe let's just start there like how do you i don't mean in a broad objective sense i mean like personally you and me how do we look at these one thing that annoys me and and i've always been trying to figure this out is you have people that refer to everybody they know as a friend Okay. I see this guy. I've talked to him once down at Tim Hortons. You know, he's a good, he's a friend of mine. I met him once down there and, okay, hold on, hold on. How many times have you met this person? Once. Okay. What do you know about him? Well, I know he has a nice car. What else do you know? He has brown hair. (laughs) And just a, just a quick side note for anybody who's listening to Jay talk right now. It's not that he lives at Tim Hortons. It's that he lives within walking distance of three separate Tim Hortons locations. Right. And <laughs> anyway. my coffee of choice is Tim Hortons. So, how do you know that this person's a friend? Which is what got us talking about the yeah. topic. I can't ball everybody I know into, oh, he's a friend. They're a friend. Well, if you do that, then it sort of like takes away from the people who actually are your friends i think right like i i it it floors me how people say oh well yeah you know this a friend of mine did this and so every person that you ever talk to in your life is your friend (laughs) well let me doesn't that take away from being a friend let me put this to you okay if let's just pretend for a minute that you know you've been charged with coming up with a dictionary definition did I say definition? You've been charged definition? with coming up with a, a, a dictionary definition of friendship. How would you phrase that? Oh, fuck. Um, and, and I know I'm putting you on the spot here. How would I phrase that? It doesn't have to be final draft. Just rough draft it for me. <sighs> a friend is somebody that you've known for a while that you have been able to develop a solid rapport with. Okay. That's as close as I can get just off the top of my head. So you don't necessarily need to know the whole person, the, 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 the person's whole backstory. No. You just need to know, like, well, how, the how, how is, they relate to I don't need to, to know you. any of their backstory. If they were a piece of shit 20 years ago, but they're great people now, I don't give a fuck. Well, it doesn't really relate to you in the here and now, does it? No, not at all. What yeah, about you? How would you? How would you specifically define it? Well, I, I think I, I, I would take... Um, what you said, and I probably, and I, I sort of have it easy because I get to go second. Yeah. Which is usually my role, so. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, somebody w- w- with whom you share a, 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 rapport, a rapport, but um, somebody who also um, has your best interests at heart, who has your back, mm-hmm. and who can expect the same from you in return. Fair enough. You know, there's got to, I think, in order for somebody to cross that threshold between being an acquaintance and being a friend, there has to be an investment made. Mm-hmm. Not not just a time investment. An emotional investment. An emotional investment. You know, like, uh, 
yeah, and not just like, oh, I, I, being around you hits me in the feels, but like I'm emotionally invested to the point where, you know, if something's going well for you, I f- actually feel happy with you. Mm-hmm. If something's going shitty, not only do I feel badly for you, but I feel genuinely compelled to reach out and see how, if at all, I can help. Yeah. No, I, I have friends that I know can't have my back because of some of the stupid situations I put myself into. <laughs> <laughs> but I have emotional investments with them. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't, I don't put the same, you know, that have my back and because, you know, truth be known, there's probably three people I can count that can truly have my back. And of course you being included. Oh, I'm starting to worry. Two others. <laughs> <laughs> Because I don't let a lot of people in that way. You know, and I would never expect somebody, because I know some of the stupid shit I get myself into and, and some of the very physical altercations I've had in the past. Mm-hmm. If I were any kind of a friend, I wouldn't expect them to come into that kind of a situation. Yeah, you wouldn't put your friend in harm's way. No, absolutely not. Yeah, it's, it's sort of interesting because, you know, like you, you, you bring that up and you've got concerns about... Um, I guess what kind of friends you would want to have in certain situations. Mm-hmm. It's not that you're not going to be friends with people that can't back you up in a fight, mm-hmm. but I mean, you're not going to ask your friend who's not a fighter to be there. Just like you wouldn't expect your friend who's not an intellectual to sit and have a fucking intellectual debate. Right. You don't want to put anybody in a position that makes them uncomfortable or that makes you feel uncomfortable around them. Mm-hmm. And it's, and it's not always based on trust either. Um, well, to a point. Because I, I have friends that are street people. Mm-hmm. Honestly, because of their habits, I wouldn't trust them in my house. I wouldn't bring them in my house. Well, and, and I don't think that's shitty. But I would absolutely take them out for lunch, and I'll fight for their right to sit across from me and have a fucking meal. Sure. Absolutely. And I talk to them on a daily basis. Yeah, I think like if we're going to get into like real-world examples of friends that we have... Mm-hmm. Um, the reason I asked you to, like for a dictionary definition is I was just sort of curious is, I mean, both of us, I think if we were like put on the spot and said, okay, you need to define it. We might come up with a few sentences that we think adequately describes what makes a friend. But I, I don't know that we can really accurately do so. Cause I'm thinking about like one of my best friends, the last time I was in the same room with him was in March of 1990. Holy crap. Okay, so... And I'll, and I'll actually give a shout-out to him here on the show. Absolutely, his, go ahead. Yeah, his name, is, his name is Babur Assad. He's a teacher. He's currently living in, in Korea. I mean, he's sort of a, a, a global traveler. Fucking one of the most stand-up people I've ever had the pleasure of knowing. Now, like I said, we haven't been in the same room since 1990. The, the, right. the, the truth is, if we talk once every two years, sometimes that's a lot. Holy crap. But the thing with him is like shit like when my dad died. Yeah. The phone rang and he was there. Do you need anything? Mm-hmm. I could be on a plane. You know, like just not even a fucking hesitation. When... Uh, when I got married the first time, mm-hmm. I phoned him out of the blue because I wanted him to meet my wife. We did it over the phone. He was in Paraguay. I was in Richmond, British Columbia. 
you know, there's no amount of miles between us that would put a wedge between us as friends. We're there for each other. If anything ever happens for either of us, good or bad, the other one is fucking there as if by magic. Yep. I've got a small handful of friends that are like that. People that um, I met when I was younger Mm -hmm. that I haven't seen for a very long time that are still very, very much a part of my life. Likewise, there's a, a, a small handful of people who I would, a, a couple of them I would consider to be part of my inner circle. I have never, ever met them face to face. Right. But we've cultivated these friendships, you know, initially starting on social media and then, you know, uh, evolves into, you know, chat rooms and telephone calls and, and whatnot. And these people, I have very, very real emotional uh I don't want to say bonds, but like entanglements, maybe. Okay. I would safely and comfortably define them as friends, not acquaintances. And and there's people I see like maybe every day. We have great conversations. Good people have a good laugh. They would never get beyond buddy status for me. Right. Because a a friend is more. I've got um, somebody I would call a friend. Mm -hmm. I just got back in touch with them recently, actually. Before my mom and dad split up, okay, my mom and dad split up in 1977. Okay, that's going back a day or two. Um, yeah, a minute or two. Um, <laughs> his name—I'm going to give him the shout out. His name is John Culligan. Okay, how's it going, John? Um, when we lived on Cataraki in Ontario, I was a mouthy little shit, and he was a couple years older, but you know, he was really cool to me. Mm-hmm. He was at the time like my idol dude. Like, you know, he was the dude. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I thought we were friends. I felt it in me. And even after we left Cataraki, you know, I saw him a couple times at Warden Station and a couple times in a couple malls, you know, nothing too serious. But, you know, there's a friendship there that was built pre-1977. And I just got in contact with him like three months ago. On Facebook. I oh, finally shit. found him. That's cool. And there's a picture of him back in the day with his blonde rocker hair. And it was so cool just to say hi and how you doing. And I saw his little girl and he looks like a fantastic guy. Yeah. But I still classify him as a friend because he was never rude to me. He never pushed me aside. He never thought or, or never portrayed it anyways that... No, because I was younger than him, you know, I was a little snot-nosed fucking kid. But he never put that on me. Right. And as far as I was concerned, we were always friends. Time and distance doesn't necessarily separate friendship. Yeah. So it's it's re- it was really cool connecting with him. <clears throat> but I do know his backstory. I was, I was his backstory. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, okay, so now we're like 40 fucking years removed. Jesus. And I was talking to him on Facebook, and I didn't feel awkward at all. It was, you know, how you doing, and how's this happening, and family's good, and, you know, he told me a bit about himself. and Yeah, for the comfort level, I guess you could have just talked to each other yesterday, right? For me, yeah, it seemed like that. Yeah. And then I found out, you know, a couple of years ago, he had looked for me, but couldn't find me. Because I never put a picture of me on my status, so he... Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah, it was really cool. But we hadn't talked for... Honestly, 35 years. So, yeah, I know a, a lot of the conversations we have, we try to, like, twist some moral out of it. I don't think that 
we need to do that this time. No, I mean, I'm we not, all for me there is no moral. It's just I think we just need cool. yeah think about the fucking friends we have, mm-hmm. appreciate them, I guess, and uh, yeah, think think about <laughs> appreciate like appreciate them, I guess. Well, yeah, kind of if we have to. Huh? <laughs> well, you know what? Like some some people they they have more needs than others, right? Like some some friends if they got these fragile egos, they need a little bit more validation. Yes, I'm talking about myself, and I appreciate that very much. <laughs> But other people, it's like, you know, out, out of sight doesn't mean out of mind. Right. And I'd, I'd like to think that, like, well, I mean, I, I can't say I'd like to think. I know from experience with you that even when we're not talking to each other, even when there's been times where, for whatever reason, we've wanted to fucking kill each other, mm-hmm. and we weren't talking for whatever those reasons were, if anything had happened to either of us, the other one would have been there, and all it would have taken was a fucking phone call. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and that's what a real friendship is. It's like people where it's like you you could have zero contact. You could have a million miles between you. You could have like fucking, like you say, 30 years between you. Mm-hmm. These things aren't factors that affect the friendship in any meaningful way. Right. And, and I think like that's probably like, I don't know how you would put that down into a dictionary definition. That to me is the substance of like a real friendship is when all those factors are there. You got a fucking keeper on your hands. If you don't have all of those factors, I don't think you got a real friend. Thank you for listening. This is and always will be a politically incorrect version of the Missionary Position Podcast. Mission Studios, the Missionary Position Podcast, their employees, or its entertainers are in no way culpable for anyone being butthurt, slighted, or in any way offended. If you as a human being cannot accept that something may sound like a close resemblance to your situation and not be totally about you in your little remnants of an existence, that is your issue, and again, not the responsibility of the studio, podcast, employees, or its presenters. Send your opinions hate mail, boob pics, full nudes, ideas, or questions in the form of an email to missionarypod at gmail.com. You can also follow us on Twitter at missionarypod and like us on Facebook at Missionary Position Podcast. If you are so inclined to help this broadcast get better or just wish to help out, our Patreon account is patreon.com slash missionarypod.